Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, I'm Janet Marana, Executive Director of Priests for Life executive director of Gospel Life Ministries, and executive director of EndingAbortion.us. Thanks for joining us today on our program. And of course, joining me is our pro-life leader, Frank Pavone. Welcome to the program. It's great to be here. We have a lot to talk about. Oh, we always do. But, you know, this program, we're going to talk to them about um, what happened in the midterm elections? You know, some people are misguided thinking how bad things were. We got some great news to share, and we're going to tell them what they could be doing now to do a lot for the 2024 elections. Because too many people, they sit back till the very end and then jump in, but no, 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 no. No, it's now. We got to start now. We'll have exciting news. And guess what? As always on our program, at the end, you got to stay to the end because I'll offer you a free gift at the end. So stick with us. As always, we start with a prayer. Mm-hmm. We take it from the beautiful devotional you wrote called Pro-Life Reflections for Every Day. So what's our quote and reflection and prayer today? The prophet Malachi in 324 says, he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. Reflection. Though men cannot have abortions, they can choose abortions. A sin is committed when somebody willingly and knowingly chooses a moral wrong. If then a man suggests or pressures his partner to have an abortion, he has committed the sin of abortion. Let us pray. Lord, you are the source of all fatherhood. Bless all men with the wisdom to protect their children, both born and unborn. Amen. Amen. And of course, uh, Pro-Life Reflections for Every Day is available at our online store, and it's also personally autographed by the great writer, that did it, right? <laughs> and, you know, this is a great thing, too, to add to your daily prayer life. Oh, you know, yes. A lot of people Many do. pray the Magnificat, they yeah. do their daily rosary. But if you just, it's a sh- you just saw a short reflection and prayer, it keeps your mind on the unborn and the battle we're in to end Well, many of our colleagues in other denominations use this book as well, because most of the reflections are uh, are. are, are interdenominational and right. very, very useful by, by Christians everywhere. So again, ProLifeProducts.org, where you can go to get ProLife Reflections for every day. So speaking of reflections, so let's reflect back, okay? Because when you listen to some of the news media out there, they make it sound like 20, uh, 20, uh, 2022, those elections were a dismal failure. We didn't do what we should have done. There wasn't a big red wave. What no, it wasn't say? a dismal failure. We were having a lot of great successes right. in, in the 20. Look, one of the key goals uh, of that election was to create divided government. And what we mean is prior to the election, the, both the White House, the Senate, and the House were all under Democrat control. When you've got that scenario, then they could ram through all kinds of extreme policies and laws, etc. They could get it all done without a single Republican helping. Helping, them. right. Divided. And, and that's exactly what they did for the first two years oh, of the Biden terrible. administration. Now, they couldn't get, they, they passed in the House this um, radical abortion bill uh, that uh, they, they put under the rubric of it of protecting women's health, Women's Health Protection Act. But it would have erased any kind of restriction on abortion whatsoever throughout pregnancy. American people have never bought into that. But they couldn't get it past the Senate 
Because even though they had, it was a very, very, well, it was actually 50-50. Right. But the vice president breaks any tie, uh, any tie in the voting. But the point is, because of the filibuster, they could not uh, get that passed. So that was, that was fortunate. But they wanted to. They oh, wanted to. They so, wanted to do anything to make abortion extreme in our right. nation. So yeah. our goal was to, in, to have divided government. That is to right. take away from the control of the Democrat Party at least the House, because we knew we had a better chance of getting the House than the Senate, at least the House, or the House and the Senate. And we succeeded. Because now, and of course, as we're sitting here now, the new House has just been sworn in. Right. And they're getting right to work on things that, and in fact, the new Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, we could talk a little bit about how that how that particular uh, thing went down. But he said, hey, our first bill is going to be defunding this, this ridiculous move that the Democrats made of hiring 87,000 new IRS agents. You yeah. know, I mean, what, what's that all about, Crazy. right? So, I mean, they are taking aim at all this radical stuff. Mm-hmm. And now we have divided government, which means the Democrats cannot get their radical proposals pushed through anymore. Right. Right. That was the first goal. But then when you look at, for example, okay, so the, the, the Republicans have 222 in the House. The majority is 218. So they just have a very slim majority. But as we just saw in the race for the, for the House Speaker, having a very, very slim majority, what does that mean? That means everybody is needed to pass through. You don't have much wiggle room, you know, right. three, four people. Everyone is needed, which means that if you have a more conservative caucus, if you have, for example, the Freedom Caucus, you know, you've got members who they can stand up and say to the rest of them, you want your bill passed, you need us. Right. Whereas if you have too much of a majority, let's say they had a a 50 seat majority. Right. Well, if you have a caucus of, you know, 30 of, you know, who are making stronger demands, let's say, in our direction or for pro-life or whatever, they could say, well, we could do without them. Right. We get it passed anyway. You see? So in a sense, you know, in a sense, you might say, oh, well, we prefer a bigger majority. In a sense, maybe not. Right. Maybe not. Maybe it's better with a lesser majority for this reason. The other thing to notice, to look at, though, Janet, is the um, underneath the victories. What I mean is this. If you win an election by one vote, or if you win an election by a million votes, how many victories did you win? It's the same victory. One. It's, it's counted as one victory. Right. It's one seat. Mm-hmm. So you can't just, and yet, which one is a stronger win? Which one shows more strength for your party and your platform? The million vote win, right? right. So they're different. But they're the same. They're the same in the sense that, okay, well, that's one seat in, the, in let's say, the House, as an example. But you got to look underneath and say, well, by how much did they win? And, what are, what, and by how much did they win as, composed, as, as uh, compared to how much they won in the last congressional election or in the congressional election before that? We've done that analysis. And what you find is that the number of people voting Republican, in fact, you have a statistic there about this right. too, has been steadily increasing. The That's Democrat right. has been going like this, boop, 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 boop. They're erratic. No, Republicans Republican have voting point. have been increasing. And I, I have those facts. Yeah. So, so at least 5 million more people voted for pro-life candidates in the midterm elections of 2022 yeah. 
Moreover, while about 26% of voters identified as liberal or progressive, more people, about 39%, identified as conservative. Okay, so, so this is so this is you could look at how many how many see oh we only gained X number of seats in the House. We thought we were gonna gain this many more. We didn't gain seats in the Senate, they gained one. Yeah, one. Big deal. They should have gained a lot more because the math in the Senate, we'll go to the Senate in a minute, was much harder for the right. for the Democrats this time around. I'm 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 sorry. The math in the Senate was more, much easier for the Democrats this time around. Just looking at the math, they should have been able to win a lot more Senate seats, but well, they failed. they didn't but have they as failed. many seats to, uh, to defend. That's what we mean. They, they yeah, didn't have to defend. Many. But going back to the House for a minute, so you look at the, oh, well, we only won this many seats. Okay, all right, but look one level deeper. By how much? About 25 of those House races were decided by five or less percentage points, right. some only by a few hundred votes. Mm -hmm. And here, here's So it's like, fact. again, no, our side is gaining right. in the number of voters. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the Republican also, the Republicans got a 10-point advantage among Catholics. That's significant. Significance. It also got historically high percentages among blacks. Percentages uh, also, um, for blacks, it was in the low teens, which is larger than ever before. And among Hispanics, about 40% which that's a bit unheard of. Well, 40% more Hispanics voted Republican this time. The pro-life party is growing. That's right. That's the bottom line. That's the takeaway. Right. It's growing. And of course, in um, New York, where we're originally from, there was a significant surge in pro-life voting. You almost got a Republican governor. Almost. I mean, he did very well. And what happened was, because he did so well, yeah. on his coattails came yes. in some House members. Yes. And in fact, they, they even flipped a, a seat in the House that was strong Democrat for a long time and it flipped to Republican. Well, it was a seat held by the, the head of the, the Democrat Congressional uh, Committee, committee. Campaign yeah. Committee. This yeah. is like so ironic. Here's the guy tasked with winning House seats and he loses his. He, lo he lost his. <laughs> and then, of course, where our office is located now in Florida, yeah. we did fantastic. Oh, my Florida was. Florida. That was the red wave hit Florida for sure. So Florida was a definite yeah. red wave. DeSantis yeah. won by close to 20 points over his opponent. Yeah. And in Florida, there's only three counties re that remain blue. Mm -hmm. All the rest is red in the state. And historically, they flipped Miami-Dade County was, was... from blue to red. So yeah. nobody should get disappointed about the 2022. Well, there were gains, great, great gains in North Carolina did very well, too. Right. And in and, and many states, there were a lot of great gains on the state level. You also had the governors who, remember, Roe was reversed in June. You were sitting right at this desk and <laughs> in this studio when that happened, and I was on the other end at the at the National Right to Life. But since that happened, many governors signed pro-life bills, strong pro-life bills. You got over a dozen states now where abortion is essentially banned, the unborn are protected. Right. How did those governors do in the election? Every single one of them won by a large margin. Right. So for people to say, well, abortion, you know, it's a it's a losing issue politically. No, it's not. It was a winning issue. It never has been right. a losing uh, issue politically. It's winning. Right. And of course, you know, the Texas Heartbeat Act was uh, a great plus that happened. And uh, basically between 2021, uh, September 2021 and January 2022, 
10,000 fewer abortions were performed in Texas mm -hmm. because of that heartbeat bill. Mm -hmm. And I think what's happened now is that's given great encouragement to other states. Like you said, some have banned it altogether, but more states are even thinking about picking up that heartbeat bill initiative too. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. Now, pro-life people who follow the election also know that there were five states that had initiatives that were related to abortion. And those five, all, in all five cases, the vote went the wrong way. But they shouldn't be uh, discouraged by that either. There are particular dynamics in play when you have statewide ballot initiatives. Right. They're very hard to get right. We've gotten some of them right, including here in Florida over the years. But they're hard to get right. It, I call it uh, uh, soundbite voting. You know, you, 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 what does this amendment mean? A lot of times people have no idea what it really means, or they hear their latest soundbite or the latest headline or the latest ad by some pro lying pro-abortion group, and they go in there and vote that way. We've got to obviously do a better job when it comes to these things. But they're inherently, here, here's what people need to contrast when they look at those states where they did those measures and um, compare it with the legislative efforts. See, it's the legislative efforts where we, we can win more uh, substantially. Because, again, you have these, what, 13, 14, 15 states where the unborn are protected. Right. That's the victory right there. Because that went through the lawmaking process mm -hmm. where there's more debate. It's not somebody heard a sound by, oh, they're going to vote on the amendment. No, no, no. The legislators study and debate and have hearings and get uh, have amendments and we win in that, that arena. Well, I think, too, the problem about one initiatives, too, is, you know, pro-life people, we read them ahead of time. We listen to the ads from the pro-life groups. So we go in informed. But the average voter, as you know, some of them don't even pay attention to those ballot initiatives. So they're there in the ballot. Ready to right, vote. in the voting booth at that moment. And yeah. they're starting to read them for the first time. And, and particularly, I know the Michigan one, the wording was terrible. Uh, because when you first started the first few lines, oh, it's to help miscarriage, uh, postpartum depression, uh, this, this, and that. And then right after two or three lines, that's the word abortion. So you see what I'm saying? So if you always started to read, oh, that sounds good. Okay, vote yes. Well, no, read the whole thing. No, it's going to fund abortion, too, frankly, through all nine months. And frankly, you know? how many voters are going in there with eeny, meeny, miny, mo? Well, that's, that's the That's the extent of their... Because, uh, and that's how they... Then that's why you're saying ballot initiatives are not the best way to proceed. No, they're not. And, uh, and that's why electing pro-life legislators at the state level is the best way to go, because they will, in fact, do the, the correct job, which is passing the laws. Well, we yeah. have a majority of the state legislatures. This That's is right. where we got to be encouraged. But I'd rather be us than them. Right. We have a majority of state levels, majority of the governors. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we've got we've got a strong advantage going into 2023 here, and uh, we're going to see pro-life measures passed in the House. Right. In these very days, uh, very very important, uh, very great victories. Well, we're going to take a break right now, and brothers and sisters, when we come back. We're going to tell you about the rest of this year, what we can be doing for the elections, and 2024. We've got some exciting news for you, so stick with us. We'll be right back. The decision to have an abortion not only affects that moment in your life. Kristen Gordon. It affects many precious moments to come. I now pronounce you man and wife. Please remember, where there's life, there's hope. 
a message from Priests for Life. Welcome back to our program where now we're going to talk about what you could be doing now to make big changes in the 2024 elections. Well, there's one concept, you know, I, I just want to get to right at the start because everyone's focus is on with the overruling of Roe, it's back to the states. All right, that's part A, mm -hmm. but doesn't it say that they gave it back to the people and their elected representatives. So that means not just the state, but also Congress, the one, federal government. One of the key briefs that was submitted to the court, and more briefs, by the way, were submitted to the court uh, in this case than in any other abortion-related case. One of the key ones was from members of Congress. Right. The federal Congress. Sitting members of Congress, the largest number of sitting members of Congress ever to call for the reversal of Roe happened in the in the Dobbs case. They submitted, there were several briefs actually, some briefs were written by individual senators here and there, mm -hmm. but there was one brief that had 228 members of Congress. Wow. Uh, it's a majority of the of the of the Congress. And they they were um saying in that brief, essentially, let us do our job. Right. Let us legislate on abortion, because that's what Roe was preventing them from doing. How in the world could, is it, and, and, and they did legislate on abortion, even under the regime of Roe v. Wade, which was claiming that it was a constitutional right. Congress, nevertheless, I mean, we, we lived through it. The partial birth the abortion, abortion ban. ban. That's the, right. the, 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 now, even though that became law, but even though the other one, uh, well, the Unborn the Victims ones, of Violence Act that, is that, another one. Yes. You yes. know, uh, there were quite a few. But what I want people to understand, now here's the dream for 2024. It's very simple. If we take back the White House, pro-life president, we hold the House and maybe gain a few more seats, and we take back the, the Senate, Senate. That's the trifecta. Now, we already know, which we're going to discuss in a minute, that there are bills already in the House side Mm -hmm. that would put limits on abortion. For example, they're going to have a 15-week ban. And, and they know they have enough members that will sign on to vote for a 15-week ban on abortion, right? Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll but, see because we can talk about that. But, but yes. the example is very simply, if they came up with the 15-week ban in 20, 2025 after doing the trifecta, pass it in the House, it will pass in the Senate, and the new pro-life president will sign it into law. So what that hope and that meaning is, in all these states where they're making abortion to birth, the 15-week ban federally will wipe those laws out. Mm -hmm. They will not be able to kill babies till birth in those radical blue states. If we were to get a 15-week ban nationwide at the federal level, that it says no abortion in the United States of America could happen after 15 weeks. And you know what that does? It puts us at being more realistic because people don't realize we, along with a bunch of other communist nations, have the most extreme abortion laws here in America. That's what we're doing. Extreme. We're right in line with China and the rest, right? But imagine a 15-week ban. That puts us more in line with Europe. Most of Europe is only a 12-week, only aborting till 12 weeks. So people should be getting excited about this. If we work hard starting now, getting more good people registered to vote, get and in 2023 elections, just get a few more pro-life governors, get some more people into your local state legislators. And then for 2024, we perform that trifecta, 
we're going to stop these radical Democrats. That's yeah, there's a, what's called the supremacy clause in the Constitution. Right. Uh, is what provides for these federal measures overriding the state measures. Even, you mentioned laws, but even constitutional amendments like happened in Michigan. Right. Uh, would be su superseded by a 15-week limit on the federal level. So that, that should be a motivating factor, especially for the people in those states. Right. Michigan, California. Now, remember, you've got strong pro-life House members in those states. Yeah. In fact, going back to what we were talking about in the first part of the program, we gained that slim majority in the House thanks to California and New York. That's right. That's These are the we, two of the we bluest. Flipped, yeah, we flipped, we flipped seats. seats. And, 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 and we won the House. Right. We always say to people in these pro-abortion states, you are you matter just as much as ever. That's right. Don't think you don't matter. Never give up. Your, your votes up. do matter. You got us the House of Representatives. Right. So similarly, I bring that up because similarly, when we think about a federal limit on abortion, those same pro-life members in California, in New York, will help to make this happen. Exactly. Now, we have to see. I said before, well, we'll see. You know, we've got to be not only electing pro-life uh, uh, members, we've got to be encouraging them. Because exactly. frankly, some of them have gotten scared yes. of the abortion issue. And so they might say, Ooh, do I really want to, you know, mm -hmm. do this? We have to help them understand, you know, the word ban is used, okay, restricting abortion. But th 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 think, let's use the language, the positive language. We're protecting. These are protective laws. Right. We're extending, expanding the protections of the unborn. Right. And, and, and just say basically protecting human lives yeah. and their mothers. Because not enough attention. We know this from Silent No More and Rachel's Vineyard. The damage done to women in an abortion. The other side is making it sound like reproductive health care. It's no health care at all. And I can introduce you to women that the only child they were ever able to conceive was the child they aborted because of physical damage done to them during that abortion. Yeah. And it's getting worse and worse, especially like in states like California. Just about anybody, you don't even have to be a medical doctor now to do an abortion in California. Yeah, Nurse it's, practitioner, it's, it's out of control. that's ridiculous, out of control. So to get something like this, as you said, the bill has been written. Right. It was introduced in this just recently concluded Congress by our friend uh, Lindsey Graham, Senator from South Carolina, and our friend Chris Smith in the House, right. okay, and others, introduced this 15-week bill, which is modeled on Mississippi's law that ended up triggering the Dobbs case. Right. All right. Will it be reintroduced now? Well, we've got three measures that were already introduced for pro-life. A resolution on behalf of the pregnancy centers that were under physical and legal attack, especially after Dobbs. No taxpayer funding for abortion, that's big. Born alive, in other words, protecting babies born alive after a failed abortion. Okay, they can introduce more. They could introduce again the 15-week uh, limit. We'll see. But we have to encourage, they have to be hearing from us. You know, in other words, the people shouldn't sit back and say, oh, well, let's see what the legislators do. Nuh -uh. Let's see what the Congress does. No, no, it's the other way around. Nope. The Congress is sitting there in Washington, and they're looking at us and saying, what do the people want? What are the people saying? This, in other words, when we talk, you and I talk with these lawmakers all the time. That's what they say to us. They say, we, if we ask them, oh, are you going to pass this bill or that bill? And what do they do? They turn around and say to us, well, if we hear from the people about it, right. we'll be more. It's literally the conversation. And it's, and it's very simple. Have. If I we mean, hear from the people about as it. As soon as you hear, and believe me, 
through our website at anabortion.us, you will mm -hmm. see our action alerts. So whenever that there is a bill to be considered, we put it there on the action alert and we tell them what to do. So isn't there a way to sign up for those action alerts? Yes, stopabortionnow.org. Stopabortionnow.org, sign up there. So you'll get our action alert so that when a bill is coming up for a vote, you'll get a message from us telling you exactly what to say to your member and, and how to do it and where to call and what to do. And we know from representatives like Congressman Chris Smith, how many times have we interviewed him? And he has told us, listen, there's a process. Every phone call that comes into the district office or, or in DC, the staffer must record whether it's a call, an email or a letter, the number that they called, like how many people, okay, that person on this issue, and uh, what, what were they asking? Okay, so mm -hmm. this is a pro-life bill, and okay, Susie Q called, or Susie Q sent an email and wants me to vote yes on that bill. He said for every call, letter, email they get, they multiply it by 100. It means that's one person, but there's yes. really about 100 more out there in my district think the same way. So your, your effort to contact your member works. Now, after they vote, if your member voted for that pro-life bill, not job number two, get back to them and thank them. Thank them. Thank yes, them. Yes, because yes. that's what's going to get them to say, oh, pro-life is a winning issue. Well, and it, sh it shows them we're paying attention. Exactly. We're paying attention. A lot of these people in Congress, they think they can get away with things because they bargain on their constituents not paying attention. And unfortunately, most of them don't pay attention to most of the things that happen in Congress. Right. But we got to change that. And, 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 you know, remember we had Chris Smith on this program many years ago? Yeah. And he was talking to us about how, uh, yeah, you know, you got to contact, you know, you, no matter what they believe, no matter whether they're pro-life, pro-abortion, keep contacting them. Don't, don't think, oh, you don't need to contact them. And I want to come back to that point in just a minute. But he says, you know, and then when you got your friends in there, you know, back them up. That's right. Just don't leave them there. Back them up. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. I have people well, have even like you just said, even the pro-abortion candidates need to hear, hear from the pro-life candidates. So if you have a pro-abortion candidate that is your member in the House or the Senate, don't give up. It, like it, if you're from New York. Chuck Schumer has to hear he has from to hear. you. Janet, because it's not the argument, it's the arithmetic. Exactly. It's not that you're going to persuade them to change their mind. It's that you're going to show them how many people think they're wrong. Exactly. That's why you call. That's right. You don't, don't think you're going to, uh, oh, well, but they're not going to change their mind. That's not the point. Right. Well, we also have some resources here. I want to remind everyone, this brochure here is called 10 Responses to Pro-Abortion uh, Politicians. So now when you are going to make these phone calls and send these emails and write these letters, right in this brochure are your talking points. And we will send this as a gift to you. Uh, just go to prolifeproducts.org and we'll send you one of these. And this is like a little homework assignment, yes, right? Yes. This oh, can no, help that's you... A create yeah. the messaging yeah. to stay on top of these guys and uh, give them the right messages. So especially for those in those blue states, this is like your calling card to get to those people. So contact us for that. And also voting with a clear conscience. This is also a great thing that you wrote. And this also helps them to understand that uh, we don't cease to become Christians when we're in the voting booth. Right. And all these wonderful resources are available at Prolife Products. Dot org, right? I wanted to make another point as mm -hmm. we conclude here. You know, we were talking about we need to get back the Senate. We need to get back the White House. But in terms of the Senate, in the 2024 elections, we are at a big advantage. Really? Pro-life and, ah. and the Republican. The Democrats, uh, uh, the, 
the Democrats, you know how many seats they have to defend in the Senate when we go into 24? 23 seats. Wow. They occupy That's now great. that are going to be up for election. Uh-huh. 23 seats. As opposed to the Republicans, they only have to defend 10. <gasps> this is great news. The math is in our favor. Now, again, the math was in favor of the Democrats in the 22 election. Right. So the question really should be not, not why didn't we take the Senate? The question really should be why didn't they do better? And, in and the they Senate? didn't. They did not. Right. If, if I were them, I'd be saying this was a miserable failure. The math was in our favor. Now the math is against them. In, in 24, they have to defend 23 Senate seats. That's great. We only have to defend 10. <laughs> so we can get, you know, we got to dream big. Yeah. We, we need not only a majority, we need a super majority. We do. This way here, we over, it's, it's presuming the filibuster still stays in place. We, we can overcome it. That's great. If we have 60. This is very exciting news. So It is. Well, we're going to take a break. And we come back, we're going to take a question from the viewers. But you know what? We need you as part of our election volunteer That's team. right. Our seminars, Janet. That's right. We want you to go to ProLifeVote.com. Sign up. We have monthly training seminars. You want to be part of our team. We will give you practical things each and every month to do. Plus, we'll give you important updates. So, ProLifeVote.com. Sign up today. And let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to take that great question from you, our viewers. So stay tuned. Welcome back to our program. We're now going to take a question from you, our viewers. Well, we got this question here, and Susan uh, from Dallas, Texas writes, so what do you think about pro-life atheist groups? Isn't that something that I can't figure that out. How do you have a pro-life atheist group? Yeah. That's what she wants. Well, to you know, it's, it's, it's uh, Susan, thanks for that question. It's wonderful, actually. They know one thing clearly. They're not sure about God, but they know there's a baby there. And they know that it's wrong to kill the baby. I have been encouraging pro-life atheists from the very beginning of my work. There's a group, the Atheist and Agnostic Pro-Life League. You know what they say? Well, we atheists ought to be the most pro-life of everybody because for us, after all, this life is all you get. They can understand it's wrong to kill a baby. Uh, there are, of course, very strong religious arguments against abortion, and most Americans are religious to one extent or another. Uh, but uh, the, not all the arguments against abortion come from religious doctrine. Uh, many of them do, um, but, but many of them don't. Uh, in fact, even the, take the official Catholic teaching on abortion, it is rooted ultimately 
in human reason, which is accessible to all people, even those that don't have faith, that this is a human being clearly in the womb, and that therefore it is wrong to kill that baby. Now, the uh, pro-life atheists today are becoming even more visible. My friend Teresa Bukovinak, for example, heads up a group called POW. It's one of the newest pro-life groups, the Progressive Anti-Abortion Uprising. And um, Teresa goes out there and she has, you know, being an atheist doesn't mean you're against religious people. We have a friendship. We collaborate. Uh, other pro-life atheists collaborate with us, and they consider us at Priests for Life to be among their biggest friends. So we believe that the pro-life message needs to be articulated by every group of people. And you know what it ultimately shows? It shows how fundamental this issue is. In other words, one criterion you need for being pro-life, and that is to be alive. Because if you're alive, you know that life is a good and should be defended. It shows how fundamental this issue is, and that's why among many other reasons, the pro-life movement can never be stopped. Thanks, Susan. And that's true. And I remember one thing you always said was, well, you know, even if there's a group who said they want to work to end abortion, but they believe in the man of the moon or something. Worshiping right? the moon. Worshiping yeah, the yeah. moon. Well, guess what? We're not going to have any discussions about worshiping the moon. Let's stop the killing first. If we end abortion, then we can have theological discussions why worshiping the moon is not the best thing, well, and we can teach them about God. <laughs> this has got to be the focus. I, I right. know it's the focus in my life. It's the focus in your life. Right. It's the focus in the lives of many of our viewers. Right. We have got to end the killing. And you know, that's one of the key things Priest for Life has done right. in the church and in the, in, in the nation is focus priority on this. Right. Say, hey, we got to stop. And that's why some people don't like us. I know. Like, oh, why are they always poking us about abortion? Guess what? We've only just begun. And it's the human, greatest human rights issue of our time. That's right. Well, thank you again for another great program. And before we go, brothers and sisters, I just want to remind you now of our little free gifts. Every episode, we give you free gifts. You go to ProLifeProducts.org to order your free gifts. There'll be codes up there for you. The first is a beautiful prayer card. It's called A Prayer to End Abortion. And this prayer should be said every single day because you know why? It keeps it front in your mind, praying for an end to abortion. And of course, I did highlight these two great resources about voting, voting with a clear conscience, and finally, the homework assignment, especially those in blue states, how to communicate with those pro-abortion politicians. These great brochures are available as our gift to you. For tuning in and wanting to do something, go to ProLifeProducts.org. Thank you for joining us. And remember, there are some abortions only you will be able to stop and some lives only you'll be able to save. Join us again next time. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.